0: Hello, all you listeners out there in podcast land. Uh, welcome to the very first Slow Robot Agogo, the podcast dedicated to strange, unique, sometimes misunderstood, always entertaining, B-sci-fi movies, or just uh, B-movies in general from the past. Um, obviously, um, with a name like Slow Robot Agogo, It's going to feature a lot of the 50s and 60s zany sci-fi, but not exclusively. Um, I hope you tune in every week and enjoy it. I'm going to try to make this a weekly podcast. Um, I'll start by talking a little bit about my lineage. Um, I graduated from Penn State. I moved to Clearwater, Florida. Upon landing in Clearwater, I had a um TV show on the public access channel there for 7 years called Dubbed 420 where uh, me and a co-writer, co-producer, co-director, co everything in the world named Oliver Klozov um made we took old movies and watched them over and over and over again till our eyes bled then we rescripted them in humorous manner and hacked them up and put uh, silly skits where we blew things up, or burned things, or did dumb things. So that was the TV show. That is, I've always had a love of kung fu movies, and I've always had a love of the B sci-fi movies. So that was um, the first chance I got to actually start dissecting them and taking them apart and really seeing what makes them tick. Um... After the government decided to cancel the funding for public access, I lost my creative um, outlet for that. Uh, Towards the end of the Dubbed 420 run, uh, me and a couple co-workers started doing a weekly podcast that's been going on for quite some time now um, that you can find at bunchofdorks.com. Uh, bunch of Dorks is a very fun project where basically we sit around and just it's just a bunch of dorks talking about whatever. Um, about four months ago, I relocated to South Korea to teach English for a year, all by my lonesome. So, um, I'm still trying to do Uh, fairly regular segments for Bunch of Dorks until I return but in the meantime I thought I would pursue my true love of crazy sci-fi and crazy B-movies so here I am, stranger in a strange land, locked in a tiny little apartment Uh, my entire apartment is approximately the size of my living room back home Uh, so yay for that uh I'll probably not be getting into um, life here or my reflections here. Uh, if you want to learn about my trials and tribulations, I do have a travel blog. Um, I'm just getting this out of the way now. Please don't think this is a big commercial for all the various things I've done. Um, I also have a travel blog that I'll have a link to on the site. Basically, if you go to kimchiagogo.wordpress.com, you will be able to uh... keep up with my various exploits while i'm here in korea So there you have it uh... born and raised in a tiny town in pennsylvania went to college graduated college moved to florida i live near tampa um, had a tv show had a lot of fun with that do a weekly podcast we're at about two hundred and four episodes have a travel blog that's been going on for about a year Um, and now you're listening to the very first Slow Robot A Go Go. This is going to be um, hopefully this will be a very fun project uh, where I just you know play a little bit of music talk a lot about I'm gonna focus the format is probably going to stay pretty standard where I'm going to choose one movie I'm going to talk about the the the, you know, the cast, the characters, the story. Then I'm going to go into what was funny, what was silly, what was great about it, what was horrible about it. And then I'll put one or two uh, songs on because I have a lot of friends that are in bands, um, and I do love uh, promoting independent music. So probably what I'll do is, you know, maybe we'll talk about a 20 or 30 minute show in its entirety. I'm kind of talking a lot right now because this is like the intro show. I'm going to talk about my philosophies. Of course, I hope to put up um polls and I hope that people send me emails and give me suggestions about funny movies they've seen. I have a lot uh in my mind like what that I want to do. You know, the first one I'm going to do uh this week once I get through this is is a little one called um Without Warning. Uh which was uh, it's a very f- it's a very interesting movie um but i'll get into that as soon as i get through this stuff so basically the format's going to probably i'm going to try to stick to a 20 to 30 minute um format you know although i could sit and talk about some of these movies like robot monster or you know some of the kung fu movies i could sit and talk about them for like longer than the movie is what's the point of that you know i just want this to be a silly fun Easygoing, um, B-movie podcast Maybe a little bit of music To, uh, to keep everyone awake Because I know I have a lot of Listeners uh, with my other projects I have a lot of listeners and readers uh, Where I used to work I worked as a graphic artist for 15 years Various capacities Within the graphic artist Factory where I was So uh, You know Hopefully I will have a lot of uh, cube monkeys tuning in a lot of my old my friends back home not old friends, I still consider them my friends hopefully I have a lot of friends You know, still, still listening and we can get some polls going, get a forum going funny thing about a lot of these projects um, I always start red hot with a lot of good ideas and they never happen so trust me, I have to get everything set up quick and get it going fast because if it goes on for too long it just doesn't seem to happen. You know. So. Okay. Well, I'm going to... That's my intro. Again, I will probably have a link that you can send comments. Um, I'll probably be giving out my email uh, and at the end of this show. Or um, I'll set up a dummy account that if it gets spammed, it doesn't matter. Uh, that way uh, I can get communications from listeners and we can you know i can get some good suggestions cuz there's a ton of great movies out there and although i've seen many of them i know there's a whole lot more <laughs> i have a one of my uh better friends back home who I'll call Val he uh <laughs> he is the king of obscure movies and between uh between Val and Oliver Klozov i pretty much have um an endless supply of Titles for crazy, fun, silly, stupid movies. Uh, Okay, I'm going to take a quick break and gather my facts. And when I come back, we will be talking about the one and only Without Warning. All right, that was a group called the Ghastly Ones. Please make sure you check them out. They're good friends of the show, theghastlyones.com. I'm almost sure. If that's wrong, I'm sorry. Do a Google search. I'll make sure I have this them linked up to the uh, to the site. But uh, the Ghastly Ones are a very cool bunch of cats. Okay, uh, and that one was uh, also th- that was called Robot Atomica. So. Uh, that was a very, I thought that was a pretty cool, um, cross-promo, even though it really wasn't. uh, So, Robot Atomico by the Ghastly Ones. They will be played early and often because they're good friends. Okay, Uh, so make sure you support them. So, as I mentioned earlier, I will be talking about Without Warning. Without Warning was a 1980 low-budget like a creature feature kind of thing and what first attracted me to this movie uh, was I was watching it and I saw a very very young red-haired fellow and I I didn't pay attention I was kind of watching it while I was doing something and then I heard the voice and I was like well whose voice is that I look up sure enough it was one of David Caruso's first um, films. He, I, th- I think it was like his second or third. Really young. And I was like, oh, that's curious. A lot of times in these B-movies, you there are people, um, there are famous actors who just hadn't gotten their break yet. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, then I see a young Scoutmaster played by Larry Storch. I was like, well, this is just getting better and better. Well, David Crusoe and um, a uh, another actor named was it Christopher Nelson, Christopher yeah Christopher Nelson, along with two uh, lovely ladies, are driving in a van and they're going to the lake, as is often the case with these crazy B movies, and they stop to get gas. And who who starts chewing on the scenery? But Jack Palance, and I was like, oh my god! I had I felt like I hit pay dirt. One of the funniest things about when I was doing the TV show is you start watching these really bad B movies, and you almost have to like cleanse your brain a little bit sometimes. So me and my friend Oliver would. Uh, oftentimes put in Tango and Cash to watch Jack Palance being Jack Palance. So, I saw him. I think I paused the movie, because I was watching it here in Korea. I think I paused the movie and emailed my friend Oliver this, like, mid-sentence when Jack Palance comes out, and I was like, oh my god, I found the greatest movie in the history of the world. It has... Kids going to the, to the lake in a van and Jack Palance. And he is just doing his thing. Later I come to find out this also has Martin Landau in it. Playing the crazy Sarge who's nutty and shooting people and all kinds of crap. So it's a very funny, fun, serviceable... It's, it's like a sci-fi horror kind of where, you know, it's very low budget. I think it had a budget of around $150,000. Uh, half of that was said to go to Jack Palance and Martin Landau. So you can figure all the rest of these uh, these poor cast and crew, they were working for peanut butter sandwiches to make this happen. So, okay, comes out. Basically, it's kind of like... Um, it's Predator before Predator. Um, in the, I, of course, I looked this up on IMDb, and it said trivia. Did you know the plot for Arnold Schwarzenegger's sci-fi action film Predator was also features the same idea of an alien from outer space who hunts humans. So, um, and the same actor who plays the alien in Without Warning, Kevin Peter Hall, also plays the Predator. See, there you go. This was um this was Predator before Predator. It was a very low budget, but it's it's kind of the same thing. People getting killed out in the wilderness. Uh you know, there's they they have the, a lot of the slack jaw yokels and you know, the, basically they should have had somebody spray paint if this van's a rockin' don't come a knocking on the side, you know. It was straight up that kind of thing. Uh late 70s, early 80s. Kids going to the lake. So, immediately um, Caruso and his lady get—they disappear. You know, a couple—a couple mysterious people are shown getting killed by these. Well, and, and instead of the pre- the predators are like these furry frisbee-looking things that like attach to people and then they—they—they they, they, you know go into their brains and or they go into their bodies like via tentacles. Um, back before. Japanese tentacle rape was all the fashion. Uh, so it has these things in there, sucking fast and killing people. Well, then comes to our four, you know, our, the four we're following. Not Jack Palance, although you can't take your eyes off Jack Palance. So, basically, um, Caru- uh, David Caruso's character and, and, and a young buxom blonde go off and to make out point, and they disappear. So we're left with the other two, um, you know, the other what was their name, Sandy and Greg. Those are the two kind of hero heroes of the of the film. Sandy was played by Tara Nutter. I don't know who that is. So anyway, um, uh, they they have they're stuck at with you know with the at the van and they where's our friends? Where's our friends? So they go go out looking for them, and Sandy falls into like a tiger trap. It doesn't have the bamboo spears, but, you know, it's obviously a trap has been set. Which is curious and actually p- kind of cool, because they could have just walked... So, you know, they could have went long and not had that, and that kind of did establish that they were the prey. You know, all of a sudden now you go, well, these aren't just flying f- furry frisbees that are killing people. Now you understand a little bit better that, yeah, this is... They are being hunted, you know, it does have that B-movie... The suspense isn't quite as gripping, you know, but it's still there. So they go along, and there's this white building, and then, you know, spray-painted on the door, in the in the typical B-movie stenciling is, you know, water, su- water su- company, so, you know, water table company or something like that. So they open the shed, and lo and behold, there's all the people are hanging there, you know, with various stages of mutilation. Um... Again, same thing as Predator, where they're taking—you know—this alien is taking home the taking home their, the prizes. It wasn't eating them; it wasn't for food. It was for sport. So the kids freak out and they run to the van, and then they go to some uh, shit kicker bar, and that's where enter Martin Landau, <laughs> being a whacked out. You know, uh, conspiracy nut, ex-soldier, crazy Sarge. You know, and he and the lights go out, and uh, you know, and and then during this whole thing, you know, Landau shoots the cop, and you know, it's really it's 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 a very clunky scene, but in this scene, then Jack Palance comes in, and uh, however this happens, Jack Palance takes the two kids. Um, the, you know the uh, Sandy and Greg. He takes them and says, "Oh, we'll we'll go get help." But he doesn't say go get help. He says some cryptic stuff. See, at this point, you're not sure because Sandy disappears for a little bit and then says comes back and says, "Oh my God, it it it's, it has a big form. It's not just these little flying frisbees." So now all of a sudden you go, "Oh, okay, there is an actual alien there, and he's just chucking these frisbees." Again, not the super high-tech invisible Predator, but same concept. So at this point, you're not sure if Landau, you know, if La- if Martin Landau's character is this big alien, or you don't know if Jack Palance... Because they both are acting nutty enough that they could be the alien who's taken the uh, human form. Because one of the shit-kickers at the bar even says that. Oh, they could take, you know, human form. Dun-dun-dun. So then, um, Palance... Takes one of these creatures and he stops at his back at his place. The other thing about it, Palance's house is it's like a taxidermy place, so there's like it's it's beyond creepy, and he's beyond nut job in this, so it's just perfect. And he puts this thing in this j- jar of fluid, and of course it like reacts, it grows back. Because the other thing that happens, Palance gets hit with like three or four of these, and although it immediately kills everyone else, his, you know, he still he has he has so much tango and cash rage in him that it, it just repels it. So he just cuts him cuts him off with a knife. You know he's he's that b- much of a badass. So there you have it. Palance is like he disappears for a while with these you know and, and they show him running around with like um with explosives. So he establishes where this this um, you know watershed is and he's uh, he's going to rig it out up. And at, of course, the kids don't listen, and they wander off on their own, and and then um they get they get picked up by the cops. They see a cop car, and they're like, "Oh, thank God!" And then they come out, and and then um of course it's Martin Landau, and he, they jump into the back of the cop car before they see who it is. And then he turns around, and he's like, "You're prisoners of war," and you know he's off on that little tangent still. So basically, what happens is um they. Manage to escape from Landau, and they run and run and run. It's a lot of this, um, I call it like ass vision, where you're, you're, they're kind of, you just see somebody running through thing. You don't, you know, they're running through woods, and they're running through stuff, and then they jump off a bridge and all this crap. They end up um, where um, all four of them, you know, the, the two, Greg and Sandy, and then Palance and Landau are all in the final shot. And Landau and Palance are fighting. And Landau has a gun, they're fighting over the gun. And then you finally see that, no, there is another, um, there is an alien there. He's over by the watershed, and he's watching these four people, the two people fighting over the gun and then the other two. So Landau goes all Sarge on him and charges him, and then they, um, and what happens, and of course the alien kills him. You know, he throws two of his Frisbees and it immediately destroys... You know, it goes in and very, very gruesomely kills him. So then it's, it's Palance and the other two. No, wait. At one point, the boyfriend gets it. Okay, this is what happens. There's The three are left. Then the boyfriend gets it. He does some wacky shit and 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 the alien kills him too. So now it's just... Palance and and Sandy. And it's clear, you know, Palance is like we're the we're the prey, we have to attack and we have to kill him and he's rigged this thing up to to blow up and then um Palance does the heroic charge. He tells Sandy to push the plunger cuz at this point it's still like that old school um like Roadrunner style dynamite thing where you you know, you pull it up and you push it down and it goes and then blows up, you know, totally classy. Loved it. So and the wires aren't on and and Palance is getting these things thrown at him and he's cutting them off with his buck knife and he's slowly getting killed, you know. And then uh Sandy finally pushes the plunger and it blows them all to hell and that was the end of it. So now that that's like the synopsis. Again, I went a little on a little long and and uh because of time constraints, I talked about me in the beginning, so I'm going to be a little bit fast here. Overall, a fun movie. Um, it is a straight-up B movie. I would suggest that you seek it out and watch it. You know, the first scene you're gonna watch this, and you're gonna be like, "What the hell?" Cause it's some some hillbilly and his son, and he's berating his son because his son's a hippie and all this stuff. You know, and it it, it it right off the bat, you're like, "This has drive-in written all over it," and it does. See, back in the olden days, there was this thing called drive-in theaters where you'd take your car and you'd sit there. And you'd basically pay, whatever, four or five bucks, and they they just kept throwing movies up. They were low quality, they didn't pay nothing for them, they're just making money. Um, and they were always a lot of fun. And this is straight-up drive-in theater. Um, the acting was fun and good, good enough. I mean, I, I'm i looking at this from a very silly B-movie standard. There, Nobody's going to win an award for this, you know, but it was uh, like a lot of times when i'm watching b movies or especially like the sci-fi movies or the com- or the serials like commando cody and that when i say good acting i mean like hilarious just over the top nut job you know but um i would suggest going out and seeing it if you can get it on netflix i haven't i don't i'm not unfortunately i don't have any access to netflix in korea so i can't tell you if it's out there i know a lot of these b movies that i'm going to be reviewing are on instant netflix I'm not affiliated with them. I'm just saying they're available, or you can find them out there. You know, th- some of this stuff is always in those, um, you know, drive-in uh, DVD packs that you can get at Best Buy that have 50 air quote classics for $12. You know, but um, overall, I laughed. I did once I saw the similarities with Predator, I became much more intrigued. And then I started watching it, and then I started saying, "Yeah, that it's true. There is, you know, I could see it." So as I was watching it, I started noticing similarities. I started noticing things that made sense. That as soon as somebody with with an actual budget, and uh, you know, and uh, CG got better, well, there was no CG in this. You know, CG on this was a frisbee with fur on it. You know, so but it was, uh, you know, I I started really watching it, and plus. You can't go wrong with Palance and Landau. I'm sorry. That's just... Uh, if they could have uh, somehow had Landau in Tango and Cash, that might have been the greatest movie that's ever been in the history of the world. All right. <clears throat> I've blathered on long enough. Um, okay, I'll tell you what. If you listen to this and you are intrigued, um, please check out... I'm going to, the, I have a website um, that's going to be... See, what's it called? Slow Robot slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com. That's where all the shows are going to be, and some of the polls and some of that stuff. Um, I'll probably have a link up there where you can click to con- to write me. I would love to hear some um, comments, some suggestions, some um, you know what you think. I'm gonna change the format as need be, and I'm su- I'm assuming come next February when I land on the back in Florida. I'll probably expand and have other people doing the reviews with me. Unfortunately, that's not, uh, uh, capa- I'm not capable of doing that right now. Um, so, okay. I hope you enjoyed the first Slow Robot a Go-Go. I know I enjoyed making it. I love these movies. I'm very passionate about them, and I hope that you are too. All right, and I will see you all next time.